I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> that might be the best open we've ever had. That is fantastic. <laughs> Morales is in his bag right now. When you give him gems like Dodger Expert, he's going to work it. <laughs> I love how he had all the different voice people that work on the station weave it in. Dodger Expert, Greg Bergman. That is fantastic work by him. Good Lord. I think the funny thing is that I've been doing this for three years on the ESPN station, live tweeting the games. Not much has changed. <laughs> but that's exactly why you're an expert. Exactly. <laughs> Dodger expert. Why don't you just lean into this, Dodger expert Greg Bergman? (laughs) Greg, Greg, I'm with you. When you go to Bristol and you forget your badge, which I've done multiple multiple times, and then the front desk or the person, the security guard, asks, you know, which department, you have to say talent. Right. And it is the most uncomfortable word I think I ever utter about myself. I hate saying it. I try all kinds of ways not to say it. But at the end of the day... I am talent. And Greg, you are a Dodger expert. Just there you lean go. in and embrace I'll it. T- I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So let me ask you this, uh, LZ, and then we'll get Dodger expert Greg Bergman's thoughts on it too while we're at it. Uh, how much does one inning change a series? And here's the thing. It, I don't even think it was the first inning in this game. I actually think that the big ninth inning is the big turnaround. I actually tweeted this at the time, and it was so funny now looking back at the mentions because I tweeted something to the effect of, I normally don't believe in moral victories or momentum carrying over from game to game. However, the Dodgers have to feel pretty good about the way their offense is clicking right now, right? And so many people were like, nah, you're crazy. Ah, it's over, blah, blah, blah. And then I retweeted it after the first inning yesterday, and all of a sudden people were laughing. But yeah, like it, 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 to me, this started them getting comfortable in the ninth inning of the previous game. And I think it was actually the seventh inning when Seager hit that three-run shot, had two men on, and that was normally a scenario, George, and you know Dodger expert Greg. Normally there's uh, a moment in which Seeger strikes out or pops out and because that's just what we've come accustomed to, right? Right. You know, un- unfortunately, it's our anemic hitting when we have runners in scoring position. And so when Seeger got that jack in the seventh, I was like, oh, that's different. But is it different because this game is lost and there's no pressure? Or is it different because the bats are coming alive? And to your point, then they go and they score four runs in a ninth. So that's two innings. And like seven runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, I don't believe in moral victories either. But, hell, this wasn't about victory. This is about identity. And we reminded ourselves who we are offensively in those two innings. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And here's the other thing, and Dodger expert Greg Bergman can weigh in on this part. Wait, what? what is what is Greg? I'm sorry. Dodger expert. Greg oh, thank Bergman. you. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Uh, I mean, Dodgers, it does feel good to hear that from you. The Dodgers <laughs> changed their approach. The Dodgers are normally, a, in, in this first inning the other day specifically, um, they are normally an unbelievably patient team. Uh, if I recall correctly, Dodger expert Greg Bergman once said to me that they took more pitches than any other team in baseball. Um, but they went and attacked the plate right out of the gate yesterday against their rookie pitcher. And if you're going to rip Dave Roberts, and a lot of people clearly do, uh, you need to give him credit because of the different approach that the entire team took while at the plate. And now they're facing another rookie pitcher in Bryce Wilson who hasn't pitched since the end of September. And by the way... It, you know, I, I believe it's he's allowed 28 base runners in 15 and two-thirds innings. Damn. Okay, so so I I, I, I feel like this is um, a bus win on a number for a number of reasons, and we'll get into the Kershaw part of this in a second, but I believe their change in philosophy at the plate was a big part of this. Do you believe that, Dodger expert Greg Berkman? Yeah, well, I think they're, they're staying with the same approach, but they're – they're one of the best teams at not swinging at pitches outside the zone. And this guy yesterday, um, like a right yesterday, he was pitching inside the zone consistently, leaving it right over the plate, and they were just attacking it. So it's when they were, it's a little bit different than when you were the games, the games one and two, when they were trying to get you all outside of the zone. This was a little bit different. And I honestly, two pitches, two hits, it changed the entire way the rest of the game went. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You know, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm slightly distracted because I'm just – I'm looking at this Houston-Tampa game, right? Mm-hmm. And Houston is obviously trailing 3-1. to one. This is a must-win if they're, you know, bounced. Right. I just yeah. wouldn't have a guy named Scrub on the mound oh. trying to keep me alive. Were you not here when we had this conversation no, the other no, day? We with were. Mason no, and no, I no. Like, yes, yes, I was. I was going to say. But now I'm looking, <laughs> and I'm like, you're literally hoping a Scrub can save your season. Right. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it is the worst name a professional athlete can have. I'm sorry. There's not that, like, that poor dude, you know, he's got to have the confidence. Um, like, uh, of, he need he's probably like, he's got Mamba mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you got to have that name and you got to go up on that mound, you know, all your life, man, you, you have to be talented to pull that off. I don't know if he's got the Mamba mentality. Cause you know, Mamba changed his number and stuff. You know, why didn't no <laughs> dude change his name? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I who's going to yeah. save your season scrub? Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to scrub the other team right off off the field. Uh, so anyway, Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. So I want to open it up to the audience at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Because, man, there's a lot of stuff on Kershaw. There's great stuff. There's not so great stuff. For example, the good LZ. Yes. Clayton Kershaw is 2-0 with a 190 RA this postseason. 
That's good. The bad, the oh. bad Clayton Kershaw is a career four and a half ERA in the NLCS. The good, you want yes. more good? Uh-huh. Clayton Kershaw is five and zero oh with a one seven eight ERA in his eleven regular season starts versus the Braves, and two and zero oh with a zero point four three ERA in his three postseason starts against them. So, like, there is good and there is bad, and the bad. I mean, he had back spasms, and this is a dude who's had back surgeries. He's had multiple backiotomies, okay? So it, it is a very strange time, but this, to me, is a must-win. Much like we thought Game 4 in the NBA Finals was a must-win, this is a must-win because the Braves' best two pitchers in Freed and Anderson are coming up after this game, and you can't just give this one away. you got to find a way to win this one. Well, listen, I'm not even going to, you know, fill your head up with stats. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the past. I'm just going to say this game is the biggest game of Kershaw's career. But don't they always feel this way when we're talking about him? Like, it always feels we get to the postseason. We're like, you know, this is the one. This is the biggest game in Clayton Kershaw's career and, and it just feels that way. Like, it feels like every time he pitches, it is a defining moment in his career. I mean, sometimes, though, it's just hyperbole for radio sakes. Like, well, game but I'm saying one, for but I mean, like game one of a series, come on. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. right. Obviously, but this one could be. This one, this one, to me, because you have the fresh arm, right? The bats are seem to be electric. Mm-hmm. You're facing a rookie. Right. Um, you're basically pitching at home. Right. Houston's cheating scandal has vindicated you to a certain degree. Yeah. I apologized for running over your jersey a season ago. You did. I don't know if the other people who ran over the jerseys apologized, but I did. Probably not, but you did. But I did. Yeah. And so it's like, it's almost like you get a do-over for everything that's happened. Right. But if you screw up one more time... No more do-overs. Right, but what happens out, if they... Because you're what all they win, What if they win this one, and then all of a sudden it happened in the World Series? We're doing this all over again, though. <laughs> well, it depends on the scenario, right? Yeah. Because yeah. this is a game that is a must-win. So when the Dodgers turn to the $31 million man yeah. for a must-win, yeah. he must win. I mean, right, but they got in the World Series. You got to win all of them. Like there is no, they're, they're all must win. Can, I feel like when yeah, you, get, you can lose you game get. two if it's one I mean, one. If you won the first one and you lose the second one, it's one one. The series is over. The first one to five. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's. You know what I'm saying? Like there are scenarios that are all the scenarios in the postseason are pressured to your point. Right. Yeah. But some are more pressured than others. It's like what we talked about with Game Four for the Lakers, yeah. even though they were up two one. It yeah. felt like a must win. Okay. And I feel this way about yeah. Clayton Kershaw's legacy. This must could win. be a must win scenario for him because if he loses and we fall down 3 1, even if we come back and win three in a row and take the series, do you feel yeah. good with him on the mound in the World Series? If he blows this game against a rookie? Yeah, you're, you're not going to feel great about it. Yeah. No. You're not going to feel great about his next start. Um, I'm going to open it up to the audience. How do you feel about Kershaw right now? Are you nervous? Do you feel good? I need to know why you feel nervous if you're nervous, why you feel good if you feel good. 877-710-ESPN. 
about baseball. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Yes, LZ. The answer to all of this, as I've always told you for now four plus years, is it's just, it's baseball. just baseball. It's just right? baseball. Right? It's just baseball. Right, it's just all right. Baseball. So we will get to the calls here in just a moment. We will take you up till five o'clock. Dodger baseball will take over right after us. Uh, we will get to that. Your calls also. Ooh, there is juicy rumors out there about the Lakers. And can the Clippers finally get this thing turned around with their new coaching hire? Uh, We'll get to all that coming up. We're back with your calls and some basketball talk, including some big Laker rumors in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Sedan and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We'll get to your calls here on the Dodgers in a second at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Dodger expert Greg Bergman is also here to take your calls on uh, on the Dodgers game. Uh, I want to get to some of the Lakers rumors here in a second, but uh, we only uh, have another 30 minutes here in the show. So in the last segment today, normally we do our NFL picks on Friday, but we don't know how long of a show we're going to have tomorrow because it all depends on the baseball games. So we're going to do our NFL picks against the spread this week, and here's how we're going to do it. This is how we do it every week. So we Wait, pick first, five. First, 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 give us an update, George. Give us an update. Uh, well, Greg will search that while I while I explain okay, what good. we're going to do. Okay, good. Um, so every week a caller plays with us, but if the caller gets the best score, they come back. So Craig from Fullerton last week. Um, or was he from Fullerton? I believe so. Hold on. Let me double check. He was from Mars based upon his score. Yeah, he went perfect. Um, so he beat us. I got a 13. You got a 13, I believe, LZ, and he beat us both. He got, uh, he got a perfect score. Uh, so here's what happens. We pick five games against the spread, um, and we assign a confidence vote to it. The game we're most confident in, we assign a five. The game we're least confident in, we assign a one. But here's the thing. We have a caller play with us because we have a really cool, awesome uh, Corona cooler to give away every week. And the person who plays with us wins the cooler. Now, Craig already won the cooler last week. So Craig can't win the cooler again. He just gets bragging rights. So we will have two callers on playing with us this week because we got to give away another cooler that's valued at 200 so we're going to be doing that at about 445 so make sure you tune in for that because we're going to ask you to be a specific caller number uh, to call in and participate in our picks versus the spread segment Um, so in the interim let's grab a couple calls here real quick uh, before we go to the basketball stuff Uh, Jordan is in Whittier Jordan what do you got what's up fellas what up bro Um, we, we all know about Kershaw's history about giving up the home runs and everything but last year when he was in the dugout with his head down, I felt so bad for him. And then when we found out that the Astros had cheated, I mean, his legacy, his legacy, his legacy can start tonight, man. We got to get behind him and stop putting out so much negative energy. We got to get behind him, pull the secret, let's get him in there, and let's win this game. Man. There you go. I like that. All right. That, like I'm that. with you. Like, he needs the positive juju. I'm with Absolutely. you, Jordan. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let me go to Kyle in Long Beach. Kyle, what's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? What up, Kyle? What's up, bro? 
Hey, hey. So, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of the last uh, caller, um, I do kind of disagree with him slightly. Le- Kershaw's legacy is already built. It's already submitted it as one of the best pitches of all time. Uh, that being said, we do need to get off his back about him being so negative. Uh, it, this, this one game is not going to define his legacy. It's not going to define his postseason career. Yes, it I mean, will. He's, he's already undefeated. Uh, it won't because you guys said that last year. When, when, uh, you said that last year when Dave Roberts kept him in at a half inning too long or a couple a couple outs. But you can't put that on Kershaw. you you, you got to go with what the cards are dealt. I don't think that Kershaw's legacy is going to be riding tonight. I think it's already cemented. We just need to get behind them. We all need to get behind them. We need to win the next three games. And if we win the next three games, we're not going to be talking about his legacy in the ALC, in NLCS. We're going to be talking about his legacy in the uh, World Series. Yeah, listen, I hope you're right. Like, You know what I mean? Like, I, I really do. Like, I want him to succeed. I And thank you for the call. Uh, stay healthy and stay safe, Kyle. And uh, look, LZ, but I disagree, but I disagree with him though, George. In what sense? That when you're an all-time great, and he definitely is, if you don't have a World Series or a championship um, on your resume, people are going to ask why. And it's in the asking of why that people have a certain attitude about postseason Kershaw versus regular season post. Kershaw and I don't think that's negative juju I think he's going to pitch well I think he's going to perform well but that doesn't mean that his legacy isn't on the line either I still think that there's opportunities for him to improve his legacy and there's opportunities for the opposite but I believe he's going to improve his legacy tonight yeah I I think look I've been a big defender of Clayton Kershaw I feel like the postseason can be super random. Look, Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter. I mean, I know we can argue about the steroids or whatever. Or the There's no argument. He took them, bro. No, I get it. But he was also a three-time MVP before when he was a stick figure. So he is, he is literally the greatest hitter I've ever seen play in a game, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and look, he had one really good stretch in the playoffs, right? Alex Rodriguez, also, similar situation. We yeah. can argue about the, the performance-enhancing drugs, but you can't argue about his eye to hit a ball. And, and he had one great postseason run. Um, so sometimes it just can be – the sport can be cruel to people, you know? So I, I think that that plays a role in this. AJ is in Oxnard. AJ, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, miss you guys in the morning, but uh, I'll talk Kershaw about uh, his start tonight. I'm kind of 50-50. If he comes out the first three innings, looks good and solid, and that back is healthy, then, you know, it's going to be a good victory for the Dodgers tonight. But if he gets into trouble early, tries to throw too hard, tries to hit, you know, force pitches and hit, you know, back on so much a hot tub can do on it to relax it and get it back to normal. But kind of nervous tonight. You know, big game today. They got to get the win. Kershaw got to go at least six. Maybe give up none, but I'll take one. We come out hit him, drop a hand bomb on him real quick. Thank you for the call. Um, yeah, look, I think that the hitting needs to stay hot. Is that fair to say? Yeah, well, consider he's coming help. off a of back tightness or soreness. Well, it, or whatever. it would certainly help for you know the very reason that Momo talked about, which is if your offense is clicking, then your arm is a little bit looser and you're a little bit looser. You're more relaxed. So I I, I want the score to be high for that purpose. Right, right. I would agree with that. Um, all right, 
LZ, there are some Laker rumors out there. And mm-hmm. one of those Laker rumors is Chris Paul. So Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report has this story where it feels like that the Lakers are, you know, looking around to add that third piece, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could kind of create this dynastic run and and maybe shore up some of the issues that they had and responsibilities they had. Look, throughout the season, it worked out in the playoffs, but throughout the season, we all lamented, and rightfully so, their lack of a playmaker behind LeBron James, right? Or at least consistency in regards to playmaking behind LeBron James. So the Chris Paul rumors are out there, but here's what it would take. And and as far as the salaries are concerned, I mean, the Lakers have the salaries. I just don't know if they have the assets to pull this off, considering that Chris Paul is in Oklahoma City and Sam Presti is definitely one of those GMs that likes to win every trade, okay? But here's what it would just take on the surface. Just entertain me for a moment. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Quinn Cook. You'd also need Avery Bradley and JaVale McGee to opt in. And which seems likely because it, it, it seems like it's not going to be much of a free agent market, I don't believe. And, of course, they'd have to throw in their first rounder this year. They don't have anything beyond that that is uh, tangible, at least at the moment. Can that even get it done? Well, I, I think first you have to go with a proper assessment, looking at how you won this season, what are you facing next season, and do you have enough to repeat? And I don't know if we need Chris Paul to repeat. I think we might need some other things to repeat. Right. But I'm not sold that we need that Hall of Fame point guard to help us because we have two Hall of Fame point guards on the team already in LeBron James and Rondo. And he also has an apprentice in Caruso who has gotten better and better and better every season. So I'm not sure if I'm going to package all those players getting a 35-year-old point guard is going to help us stay on top. I would much rather us, if we're going to package up all those players, continue to stock up on those 3 and D guys, particularly those who are under 30. With that being said, though, he's an unbelievable talent, and because of that, Sam Presti is not going to let him go for our junk. (laughs) Right. For whatever treasures we think we're just going to ship off and then trick them into giving us. Listen, New Orleans got talent. Talented players in exchange for Anthony Davis. Right. I'm not saying that we're not giving talent back to OKC, but it's not nearly as talented as what we gave New Orleans. And Sam knows that. And everyone knows that. So I don't think he's coming regardless, George. Yeah, I I think that would be a really tough one to pull off, to be honest with you, uh, as well. But... Uh, all right, LZ, before we get to traffic, and then you and I could talk about the Clippers situation and how I think the Clippers did this potentially eyeing Paul George, okay? They made this change specifically eyeing Paul George, and I'll explain why in a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sit down on LZ with you here. Final segment as we take you up to Dodger baseball. Right now, caller number seven at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. will win our Corona cooler valued at $200. And you will also play the 
Picks against the spread game, the NFL game that we play every week against myself, LZ, Dodger expert Greg Bergman, Laura, and this week, caller Craig, uh, who beat us all last week, will be part of it. So it's going to be a six-person weave uh, in this particular case. So caller seven right now wins the cooler at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And make sure we get all their information including their phone number, because they may have to come back like Craig did. Uh, but real quick, I want to tell you about your vehicle and our friends at Valvoline. If your vehicle's due for service, head, head to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. And at Valvoline, you stay in your car nice and safe while all the expert technicians make sure your ride's in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Pull up, drive in, and drive out in less than 15 minutes. Visit their website, SoCal oilchange.com for locations and game-winning coupons of your next Valvoline instant oil change. Before we get to the game, though, LZ, Mm -hmm. the Clippers made a head coaching hire today. Teron Liu is, as expected, I believe, the head coach of the Clippers. I actually like this for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, look, I was a big fan of Ty Liu. I wanted him to be the Lakers coach, okay, last year. That's how much of a fan I am because Ty Liu is okay getting in people's faces, and he's okay with confrontation. And I think that – I actually think that's good in a coach if you're not afraid of of confrontation because there's going to be moments during a season, we all know that, that you're going to have some of these issues, and you're going to have to be able to kind of push back a little bit on your players while also knowing how to get the best out of them And it can't always just be yelling and screaming. He's got a good balance of that. Having coached a LeBron James-led team for a couple of years that won a championship, he's certainly aware of how to do that. I don't believe that the guys on this roster are any more challenging than those Cleveland rosters from a personality standpoint. So I, I like that in this regard. I also think that what we saw during those Cleveland series, particularly the one they won, He's not afraid to make wild adjustments, which clearly was a problem for Doc that people were lamenting in this last series against Denver. I also like the hiring of Chauncey Billups, our pal here at ESPN, as his uh, associate head coach because, look, man, Paul George seems like a mess right now, LZ. And if someone's going to get anything out of Paul George – it's a guy like Chauncey who's a killer on the on the floor but also is a good guy off it. Like, you can be both. You don't have to be a jerk to be a killer on the floor. And I think he's the perfect guy uh, to remedy potentially his problems. There's no one better than Mr. Big Shot to have try to coach the guy with the backboard, basically, the side of the backboard on the biggest shot of the season. Listen, I like the decision to bring in Chauncey who we know has been looking to be back in basketball in this capacity or in the front office uh, for a number of seasons, waiting for the right opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm not as big on Lou as you are, but I don't think that he's a bad hire by any stretch. I think he's a solid hire for them. Right. But from what I saw, the issue with the Clippers this season wasn't about X's and O's. Wasn't about, um, you know, rotations, you know, and substitutions. It was about accountability. And it was about accountability within the locker room outside of the coach. In other words, the other guys, to me, didn't feel as if they were holding each other accountable. 
So you can have a coach, you know, tell you what you need to do. You can have, you know, an assistant coach pull you aside a thousand and one times. But at the end of the day, if there's nobody in that locker room as a player who's going to be like, yo, dog, we need blah, 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 blah out of you or don't do this. If we don't have that, then you're not going to be successful. You're just not because a school teacher can't go home with you and make sure you do your homework. They can teach the hell out of you while you're in school, but sooner or later it's going to be about you. Sure, I, I agree, but I, I think having an actual teacher does help in these situations. So uh, we'll see. We'll see Are how you it all works. Suggesting that Doc wasn't a teacher? I no, I don't. I don't think so. You know, I don't think at this stage of his career that's what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like I think that he's a he, he's a he's a general, right? Like he's the he's the leader. But I don't think he's in the trenches doing the teaching every day. I could be wrong about that, but I, that's my belief. So what didn't he teach Paul George about not hitting the shot off the backboard? Well, no, that, that <laughs> sure. But, but I, I also think that there are things tactically they could have done differently. Uh, you know, I'm not blaming this all on Montrez Harrell, but there was clear evidence that Montrez Harrell in that series was not playable uh, against Denver, and he chose not to adjust, you know? And I think those things come back to bite you at some yeah. point. Yeah, you know? no, no, I agree with you. I mean, Frank Vogel made multiple adjustments. He yeah. switched. Correct. Um, JaVale McGee for Dwight Howard. And then when that wasn't working, he switched Dwight Howard out for Marquise Morris. And when that wasn't working, he went with Caruso. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right, LZ, we got to do our picks against the spread. So we've got got Craig back. Craig, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Congratulations, congratulations, brother. Woo! Congratulations. You're the first winner to come back. Uh, And then we've got Noah. Noah in West Covina. Noah, how are you? Great, great. Noah, do you know how to play, just so we know? No, I don't. But oh, okay, here's the I deal. There, there are five games against the spread, and you have to pick each game, and then you assign a confidence vote to it. One through five. The game you're most confident in, you give it a five. The game you're least confident in, you give it a one. Here are the five games, just so you know. Rams minus three and a half against the Niners. Titans minus three and a half against the Texans. Packers minus one and a half against the Bucks. Ch- Chiefs minus three and a half against the Bills. Cardinals minus one and a half against the Cowboys. Those are our five games. So I, I will start with the winner from last week, Craig. Craig, our first game, Rams versus Niners. Rams minus three and a half. Who do you got? I got Rams. And what is that? I'll make it a three. Okay, Rams, and that's your three out of five. Okay. Uh, LZ, Rams and five. I get it. Yes. yes. Uh, Greg, you are picking for Laura and yourself. Go for yourself first. Uh, I have I have Rams. I took the Rams, and they are my – where is it right here? I got They're my four, and they're the three for Laura. She took Rams also. Okay, I've got the Niners, and that's my two. I'll take them plus three and a half. Uh, Texans and Titans. Titans oh, we need three. Noah. We need Noah. We need Noah. Oh, Noah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Noah. Rams seven. You can't <laughs> go seven. Five. Going five go is five. the highest. I like the way you Noah. think, though, bro. Five. 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 Okay, five. Oh, Rams. Texas and Titans. Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Craig, go quickly. Um, I'm going to go Texans, and that's uh, my two. Okay, Texans plus three-and-a-half. That's your two. LZ? I'm going to go Titans two. Greg? I have Titans five, and Laura has Titans one. Okay, Noah? Titans uh, three. Okay, I have Texans, and that's my three. Bucks-Packers. Craig? 
Packers are one and a half point favorites. I'm going to go Bucks, and I'll make that my four. LZ. Packers four. Greg. I have the Packers one, and Laura has the Bucks two. Okay. Noah. Packers five. Okay. I have Bucks, and that's my one. Chiefs, Bills. Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. Craig. I'm going to go Chiefs, and I'll make that my five. Okay. LZ. Chiefs three. Greg. I have Chiefs three, and Laura has Chiefs five. Uh, Noah. Bills five. Okay. Bills and I have, five. Upset. Oh, you already picked five. a five. You can't pick a five. You got a two and a one. You got a two and a one. Noah, I think you're trying to cheat. Two. All right. I have Chiefs, two. and that's my five. Cowboys, Cardinals. Cardinals, one and a half point favorite. Uh, Craig, go. I'm going to go Cowboys, and that's my one. LZ. I'm going to go Cowboys, and that's also my one. Greg. Uh, I have Cardinals. That's my two. Laura has Cardinals, uh, Cowboys, and that's her four. I have uh, Noah. Go. Cardinals one. Cardinals one. Cowboys, and that's my four. Craig, thanks for joining us again. If you win, you keep coming. Noah, if you like beat us all, too, you keep coming back. Uh, good uh, luck and congratulations on winning the cooler, Noah. Uh, congratulations two weeks ago on winning it, Craig. Uh, we are done here. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in, calling in. Thank LZ, great work as always. Great work to you too, my friend. Excellent work, Steve and Greg. Dodger expert will be tweeting during the game. That's coming up. Dodgers baseball is next.